Hi, I'm Chelsea Neumeyer and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hi, everyone. I just want to jump on here real quick before the episode to tell you about my group coaching program, also called From Overwhelmed to Under Control. This 12-week program is designed to help service-based solopreneurs maximize their time by creating systems and processes that work for their life and their business. Together, we'll learn to ditch the productivity guilt, design our schedules with our natural strengths and lifestyles in mind, get organized with our space, task management, and inboxes, and learn the tools you need to get more done in less time. Visit ChelseaNewmeyer.com or send me a DM to learn more. Doors open on September 15th and the program starts September 19th. I hope to see you there. Hi, everyone. Today, I am so excited to welcome Poe. She is a Navy wife of 15 years and currently stationed in Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma. She has two kiddos, one 12 and a six-year-old. Poe has been in the health and wellness industry for 13 years and is ready to help fellow military wives achieve reduced stress and healthy living. This episode is going to be all about prioritizing yourself and self-care, and I often say that you can't pour from an empty cup, but as I'm sure many of you are in a similar position, not always great at taking my own advice. So I'm excited to have Poe on today to talk about this with us. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Hey, so I want to just kick off with hearing a little bit more about you and your story. We are both military spouses, so I'd love to hear more about your journey and that as well. Awesome, yeah. So like you said, I'm Poe. I am in Oklahoma. First, if you're probably wondering, a Navy wife in Oklahoma at an Air Force base. <laughs> okay, so there's a huge Navy family here at Tinker because actually the Navy flies a lot more than the Air Force does. So these guys work on the E6C. They're very specialized in what they do. So it's really hard to leave the community. So once you're here, you're kind of a lifer, which is fine because I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm kind of an Okie, so I'm okay being here. But yeah, I went to OU. I got my undergrad. I did my master's there. I went to be a counselor. I was going to be a drug and alcohol counselor. I'm married into the Navy, like graduated, married, <laughs> started towards my license. And then six months later, we moved to Siganella and to Sicily, Italy. And as many of you are familiar, like it's really hard to get a job. I was applying for job after job after job that I could come across. I wanted a GS position. And it took me eight months, <clears throat> but I fell into the position of health promotion coordinator. And so I ran all the wellness programs that the Navy had, and that included tobacco cessation and treatment. So a lot of like my counseling stuff I was able to use in this, in this yeah. job. And I did that for a little over three and a half years, moved back, stayed in public health and wellness. And my full-time job, I manage the tobacco helpline. So helping people quit tobacco. I don't like do that anymore. Like I don't, I'm not on the phone manning the hotline. <laughs> I wish you guys could see me. I'm like holding the phone up to my ear. And, but I manage the contract to make sure we're doing all this stuff. So I have absolutely missed working and talking with people. I absolutely loved 
my job working with the Navy and military families, lives, and like all these things. So I decided to go back and get, go back to school, <laughs> get another certification and start to work with military wives because I've been there. I've done that. And I know you can do it too. So a little bit about me. Yeah, I love that. And so I know that you focus on self-care and wellness, as you said, and just reinforcing the military spouse community, which is an amazing place to be, but also a very unique lifestyle to live. As you mentioned, you don't necessarily have a choice of where you get to live or for how long and finding a job or maintaining a job can be really difficult. And to some extent, it's a little bit secondary to our husband's careers or our spouse's careers. Right? So when you're working with a client, what do you typically focus on? What are some of the common themes that you see that are coming up and how do you walk them through that? So I would say the most common thing that I get with clients is definitely the stress of this life, right? Mm -hmm. So depending on your husband's work or your spouse's work, you're often solo parenting and a lot of the pressure's on you. So typically when I'm working with a military wife, it's often the stress of this lifestyle. And I'll share a little bit about my story and that many can relate to. My husband would deploy, like when I say deploy, he'd be gone for a month, home for a month, gone for, or maybe home for a couple months and then leave again. So you are constantly solo parenting, raising a child. If you work and you're juggling that, and if you have a young child, you're not sleeping. And like all of this just, just piles up, right? Especially mm -hmm. if you're new wives, <laughs> then you're a new parent. Like everything is just so new. And when you look at wellness, the way I look at it, which is from a holistic perspective, when you're stressed, it's going to lead to other things trickling that affect it, right? Maybe you're not going to eat as healthy. You're not getting as good of a sleep. So first we're going to look at managing that stress, but also your sleep quality, getting movement in and your mindset. Those are all the things that I package into my program while focusing on the main, the main thing out of those that are going on. But the stress management is the biggest thing because once you learn, once you do all like all these other things, you manage the stress and, and just this whole new light. I, I remember going like screaming all the time, resenting that I was always the one home. I never got to go out. Not that like my husband's deployed and having fun, but like I don't get like, I felt like he gets this, he gets this break and I don't get that break. Mm -hmm. I'm on all the time. And then put in the fact that you don't have family to help you. You have to learn to put yourself out there at every new duty station to build the support network. And that was something that thankfully I had in Siganella was from the minute I touched ground, I was like, I built a routine, right? That was mm -hmm. so important. I knew I had to do that. So I built a routine. I literally I had a dry erase board at the front door. And I think I talked to you about this yeah. before, right? <laughs> and I would write down what I would do every day. I was writing down what part of the house I was cleaning, what my workout routine would be, like everything. Because I knew that if I didn't start doing these things, like I was just going to go crazy. And it's great. I was doing them, but I was still miserable. Like 
years. I was still, I couldn't get it together. Like I was still yelling. I was so mad until we moved back and my dad passed away and things just started to click. And I was like, this has to, this has to change. So I'm trying to take what took me years, even though I implemented the things I did, right? Like I'm, I'm trying to help others do, like it wasn't clicking. So the stress is the number one thing that most military wives like are struggling with. And that's why that's my main focus. And then the second thing is, okay, Poe, I know you want me to do these things, but like, I'm so, I feel so guilty. Mm-hmm. Like, I, what do you mean just yeah. leave my kids somewhere? Like, what do you mean call the CDC and see if there's a drop in or get a mother's day out or ask a friend? No, like I, that doesn't like, I don't feel good inside. So we work on that mindset. Cause that's a big one. That's a big one to learn to shift from. Yeah. How do you cope again, that phrase of like, you can't pour from an empty cup, but that's really hard advice to take because it's very common to want to say yes, to want to do stuff, to think that, you know, all these other things are more important. What advice would you have, or how do you kind of start coaching someone through some of that guilt or that, that selfishness or the feeling of being selfish? The number one thing is to just keep doing it. It's going to feel icky. Change feels weird. Your family is going to feel weird about it. They're going to make comments about, well, why aren't you doing this with me now? Right? Like, and that was my thing. I kept listening to their comments. They were valid and just giving into them. Like, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I would, I would try working out at nine 30 at night. I'm not a night person. Like this was horrible. And then I would try it this time. And then this, I couldn't get it. So I would just give up, just give up. Okay. It's just not working. I just give up until the day that my mindset shift to, I'm going to do what works for me. And I'm just going to explain to my family why it's important. And I'm just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I did. And now it's just, it's a normal thing mom does. If you see mom working out, it's not time away for me, right? It's mom's taking care of herself. Look, you know, and now you're setting an example for your family. Yeah. You're, you know what I mean? You're now this role model of self improvement and self-care and love and all those things that like we we thought we were doing in other ways which we are but when your kids watch you and see you love yourself it, it brings a tear to my eye because like you're teaching them what you didn't get right yeah and it's powerful it's so powerful and I, I even got comments from my husband like oh oh you know we're going to watch TV with you. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I'm sitting my ass on the couch. I'm over here like prepping my meals for tomorrow or, you know, and doing these things. Like I used to feel so bad and be like, okay, I'll go sit down. And now I'm like, I'll be there when I'm done. You know, like yeah. you're going to be fine. And now it's just like, he gets it. So you're, you're basically like training your family to just get over it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And it's a really, really, really hard thing to do. And I want to stress that it took me years, years to just finally wake up one day and be like, nope, 
y'all gonna be fine yeah i'm going to the y i'll be back in an hour see ya you know to and to take my kids to the y when my husband deployed mm-hmm. drop off at the child watch there and be like okay see ya please please don't cry for more than 30 minutes and they're gonna come find me you know <laughs> Yeah, it takes a lot. And and we go through some steps and tools to get you there. I use gratitude, journaling and writing to yourself. And and those were tools that I started to implement, even seeing a therapist, if things are really deep rooted, I will suggest seeing a therapist. You Mm -hmm. know, a lot of a lot of our struggles are, are deep rooted. And I absolutely love therapy. I think it is amazing. When you combine therapy with coaching, you can be so even like, more strongly supported and successful yeah absolutely I love the advice there is just keep going right like it's not gonna be some magic bullet it's not gonna be some magic switch that gets flipped right it's it's really about leaning into being a little uncomfortable at first and leaning into the comments and like you said the expectations that your family has of you and saying okay but you know, I hear you. I see that, but this is, I know that this is going to be right for me and I I want to keep working on it. So I, I love that the advice is just keep going, embrace the change, <laughs> embrace the discomfort. That's really, really helpful. We started talking a little bit about how this started to, the stress started to manifest for you, but what other signs should people start to look for to say like, oh man, I, maybe I do need to get some help in this, or I, I do need to t- talk to a coach. What are, what are some of the other signs that can come up and people are That's stressed really out, or, you know? Yeah. Like running on fumes. Yes. So the fumes, the exhaustion, <clears throat> it's number one. And I know if you're, you don't always have to be, and that was something that I had to learn as well. So exhaustion is going to be like number one. Right. And I get that you probably have small children. So you're like, Oh, I'm always tired. Okay. I get it. But we can work on that. We can work on that. I learned with my second kid (laughs) how to work on that. So how are you sleeping? Are you sleeping? We talked about exhaustion, but how are you sleeping? If you're not sleeping a lot because you have a young child, what is your quality of sleep like? If you want to look at that, how are you, what is your body telling you? Right. I remember feeling heavy. Like my arms were just like heavy, like something wasn't right. And that was accumulation of the stress that my body was being put through, accumulating into internal health issues. And so your body is going to tell you, your body is going to tell you, are you yelling a lot? That I hear a lot, like, especially when we have kids, like we're yelling a lot because we're frustrated. We're not meaning to, but like, we are just full are, we're like, we can't take it. And so we're, we snap and we snap and we snap and then we feel guilty because we snap, right? Mm-hmm. And so coming back to a place of peace so that you can reduce your stress and then reply to the stressors in a healthier way. Yeah. So the yelling is, is definitely one of those. So the body's going to give you cues. You're exhausted. You're tired. You're yelling. You're feeling resentful towards your spouse. So because, you know, because you are taking everything on, not having a tribe sometimes can lead to stress. And when I say a tribe, I'm not talking like you need like 20 friends at every base you go to. (laughs) 
let's just make that clear. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a few people that will support you, right? Yeah. That's what we want to look for when I say tribe. Yeah. They don't have to live in that place that there are tools and there are resources and to start being less stressed, less overwhelmed, less feeling resentful or guilty. I don't know if you've ever heard, Nae Brown talks about a definition of resentful that I thought was really interesting. It was resentful is a function of envy because it's not that your husband was like on a vacation. He was still working, but he still had a moment of it was, he was away, right? So he wasn't dealing in the, the minutia of the day-to-day or childcare or anything like that. And so it's that function of envy or like, I want that break, right? Like, or what you saw as a break. And so I, when that was a, a real click for me when you start having that emotion of like, okay, what am I missing, right? It's not, I'm not angry at that person. It's like, what am I missing that they have that I want? And what does that mean for how I can change my behavior, change your circumstance or, or make some different decisions. So I thought it was really, really interesting there. And, you know, you started talking a little bit about, you know, like building routines and, and exercise, eating well, but what other, I mean, I think the self-care to some extent has become this whole other industry and almost like a weird icky place sometimes where it's like glorious pictures of like big bubble baths or expensive spa days and <laughs> I know it's not all that. So. Yeah. So what are some other kind of just quick or easy or inexpensive things that people can just start implementing right away just when they start feeling some of these, these stressors coming up? So I define self-care for the individual as doing something that brings you joy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Something that brings you joy and maybe it's time, you know, and, and it could be alone. It could be with your friends, mm-hmm. but it's something that's going to bring you joy. And I totally agree with you about this whole like glorified, expensive, bougie crap, right? Like, yeah. no, no ladies, it, it doesn't have to be. And for most of us, like we don't have time. <laughs> like I have a bath. I love my bath, but I'm not putting up 5,000 candles in my eucalyptus leaves. Like I'm dropping my Epsom salts in, I'm bringing a book or I'm bringing my Netflix and I'm setting my timer and I'm sitting there and it's usually after the kids go to bed, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, and it's my me time. Since I've been on this journey, we, I call this my, my po time. I got time and po time. I want me alone. Like my exercise, my po time, my bath, my po time, like <laughs> have my po time because sometimes we just need to be with, with ourselves and our thoughts and or with a friend. So the ultimate thing about self-care is it's something that's going to bring you joy. Because when you start to bring that joy in, everything else just kind of starts to melt. The anger, the discomfort, the resentment, like you're learning to love yourself and you're learning to be with yourself in a joyful way. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And finding finding those little moments of of joy. It doesn't have to be super structured or super routine. And the last thing I'm sure anyone wants to to do is make, then, then you feel guilty that you're not doing the self-care, right? Because you've exactly. overstructured your day or you've, you feel like you have to force it. And then you feel guilty if you don't get to it, right? Like, and that just becomes this terrible kind of self-fulfilling prophecy of, of being in that space. So. Oh, I love that you said that. Like, absolutely. And self-care for me, it's just my daily movement. Mm-hmm. I walk, 
my workout. Like that is my, like I'm filling myself with joy because I am moving and that makes me feel good. Right. That's my joy. So do what works for you. Mm -hmm. Nobody, there's no right or wrong way to self care and don't compare yourself to the social media world and and all that crap. Like, no, what is going to work for you and your schedule? So that, and that's what we talk about. Like that's part of like our, the conversation I have with clients, like, and I don't necessarily like focus on self-care because once you implement movement and restful sleep, like you are caring for yourself by doing those things. You, you, you're already on that journey. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. It's really helpful. Well, I have a few other questions. We're going to kind of change gears a little bit because again, what I love to talk about on the podcast is getting some of the behind the scenes look at how entrepreneurs are building their business and and kind of living their lives. So what does a typical day or week look like for you? Okay. So most often I'm a morning person. I'm up and usually doing some sort of movement by like 5.30 in the morning, Monday through Friday. Weekends, let's sleep in. I try to, before I get up, I try to, like, I lay in bed and I do a little bit of like mental gratitude to just kind of start my day. And then I hit the ground running. I am getting kids to right now summer camp or school. And then I take myself to my, my full-time job. And then I'm schlepping kids to their activities. So in between there, I'm working <laughs> on my certification and talking to clients. And thankfully, my husband's been home more often this past year or so. So he can do some of those things so I can come home. That's why if you're my client, I'm sorry, all my stuff is after work like <laughs> or Sundays. That is what um, my schedule is. Yeah. So <clears throat> That's kind of what my week looks like. If you follow me on social media, you'll see my daughter is a competitive dancer and I literally live and breathe. I am her dance chauffeur. I love it. I love it. And my my son does soccer. So and and of course I'm like, sure, I'll manage your team again. Like talk about like adding more stress. But in addition to that, I also, I volunteer with my synagogue. So I'm on my synagogue board and I'm busy with that. I don't know how I do it, but I'll tell you, and you're probably going to be so proud of me is I write everything down and I have to-do lists. So I write everything down for the month. I have my spouse surf calendar. So (laughs) get your spouse surf calendar. I absolutely love it. I love the Jewish I, she has the Jewish holidays in there for the right day. That's another plug. Okay. So if you're Jewish and your spouse, you're like, oh, but you usually get a calendar where it starts on like the wrong day. No, she, she got it right. So thank you. Um, <laughs> and then I move it all into my phone because I need it to alert me. Mm-hmm. And, and I have a dry erase board at the garage door that everybody uses, but nobody looks at. <laughs> right. But I have to stay organized in everything. That is a huge thing. And it's probably just my personality, but that is one thing that I always talk to my clients about, like, how are you staying organized? Especially if you're juggling kids and you know, and all that stuff. Like when you miss something, you're like, Oh crap, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you feel really bad and it happens. It's okay. So staying really organized. I work my, my coaching business in on weekends and evenings. And I spend, I try to spend an hour 
you know, on my business a day, at least if that's on my certification, which I'm so close to finishing. If that is getting to know you guys on social media, I like, I get so excited when you guys send me a DM or I find like another, like somebody in Oklahoma, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, so don't freak out if I DM you and I'm like, oh my God, you're in Oklahoma. Like, I'm like genuinely so excited <laughs> because <clears throat> you guys can ask Emily with age six. But it's like, I'm, when I found it, I was like, oh my God, you're in Oklahoma. Like, I was so excited. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say hi because I'm, I'm, I want more Okies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. And like, it's great. Um, we were, we, I remember when we were talking about before the podcast, when we were prepping for this, we talked about your whiteboard and how one of the, just, it's so fun to me because one of the things I love talking about with clients is it's going to be different, right? Like that structure, that schedule, that organization, how you decide to organize your to-do list and what you have to do is so different for everyone because like that whiteboard would never work for me. I become visual blind to like, like I could put a post-it note and if it's been there for more than three days, I stop seeing it. Like it's gone. It's not, it's, I'm never going to see it again. I cannot keep reminders like that, but having that combination of to-do list in your calendar and, and kind of the handwritten situation, that's that's my jam, right? Like the same thing. I have to have those calendar alerts. So I love hearing that you do that. So good for you. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You mentioned you're on Instagram a lot. I love following along with your stories and absolute shout out to the dance moms. My mom was a dance mom for me. So I understand it is long weekends and, and you get like, oh, it's so much work for like four to five minutes of acting, you know, action or, or however it works out in that competition. So Oh, it's so good on you. We we appreciate you. But how can how can people get in touch with you? How can they learn more about you and follow along with your your awesome tips and and work with you if they'd like? Thanks. Yep. So you can follow me on Instagram. I am Mill Spouse Coach Poe. I share my life. I'm pretty authentic. I curse just so you all know. Like I'm holding it back, but I curse. <laughs> See me up there. And you can you can email me at your Coach Poe at Gmail, but really like Instagram is my main platform where I share tips, tricks, my life. I don't put a lot of pictures of my kids on there because there's a lot of creeps. So I don't, I don't overshare a lot about my kids. So that's why, but I have them. They are alive. <laughs> yeah. Instagram's where I'm at right now. I'm focusing there. Facebook will come later, but right now I'm really, I really have fun with, with, with Instagram and getting to know you all there. So yeah. Here it is. Awesome. Well, this was so, yeah, this was so much fun and such really, really great actionable advice. And just a good reminder that, you know, it, it's, it's coming and there's a better way to, you know, like there's just a kind of a better way to be right. You don't have to live in, in a lot of that stress and anxiety and there's lots of great solutions. It was great talking with you and I had a lot of fun and I highly recommend everybody follow along to hear more about you and, and work with you. So thank you so much for, for talking with us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.